This is the Homecoming with the Downing Brothers podcast, where we talk about real estate, business, and financial literacy. They live by the motto, dream, plan, execute. Your host, Anthony and Anton Downing. Welcome to Homecoming with the Downing Brothers. This is Anthony. This is Anton. And man, it's been a while since we had a podcast, bro. Man, <laughs> COVID has changed everything in 2020. You know, it's been so long that it's almost like we had to start over from the beginning. Like, we had to actually bring somebody that we actually had in the beginning of the process from what? Episode 2? Episode 2. Episode 2. We got Chris Senegal in here. Now, now how? <laughs> it's crazy this year. But you've still been plugging along, doing everything you said you were gonna do. Man, uh, yeah, you know, despite everything that's going on, man, um, I, I haven't slowed down. So, you know, it's just been a blessing, I guess. Right, because I mean, if we go back to episode two, um, all the way back to August of of 2019, you came on here and you were telling us that you bought a block and that you intended to redevelop that block like you were going to like knock down the properties and then start building new construction mm -hmm. you that's what you were telling us you know a lot of people tell us what they're gonna do mm -hmm. and we and we cheer on everybody's dreams but like did you actually do that yeah so when, the first time i came on that the first block i had already tore everything down i was getting ready to build and sell yeah. townhouses mm -hmm. so yeah in a, in a in a zip code that had no new construction at all so in a historically black neighborhood that's crazy and and the thing is well actually i mean this is homecoming so we, we you did this in houston but before mm -hmm. we talk about houston and everything that you've done mm -hmm. in houston let's reiterate where are you from like where, where where's home so i was born in lake charles louisiana mm -hmm. grew up in port arthur texas mm -hmm. but i spent like eight nine years in each so been in houston since 2008. all right cool cool yeah, cool yeah. Mm -hmm. and like before like you weren't always a, a a developer, a real estate developer. So like before you did this, like what were you doing? Man, I went to college for civil engineering on a full academic scholarship. Got that good corporate job, mm -hmm. you know. And after a year, I was like, I, I can't do this for forty years. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah. So um, immediately my mind shifted to early escape plan. Right. And um, got into real estate in two thousand eight. Started flipping houses in the last recession. So, you know, this is a golden time. Most people are scared mm -hmm. of the recession, they're scared to get in anything new, but it, as far as real estate goes, this is the, this is the, probably the best time to get in. Man, I, I totally agree, because I, I remember when, during the last recession, that was when I bought, when I bought my first property, and then right. shortly after that, he got mm -hmm. his. Mm -hmm. And I remember learning from that period of time, mm -hmm. like how important it was to actually, like, have cash and, and and have some capital and, and and be in a position to actually take advantage of these low low, low cost for property. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna get better. Well, unfortunately for some people, it'll be worse. But there will be a lot more inventory starting in January once all these foreclosures start hitting the books and everything. Right, right. Uh, so there'll be more opportunities for investors to uh, take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I'm 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 excited, man. To be honest, like I'm not somebody who's doom and gloom. I mean, COVID has probably had a lot of people feeling um, a lot of different emotions. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, we have all these protests. We've had a lot of things going on when it comes to social justice. Mm -hmm. And then you got the COVID thing. People, you know, we've been blessed. Our family mm -hmm. hasn't been uh, personally affected by COVID, but yeah. we do know that there are people. And for multiple yeah. reasons, mm -hmm. you know, one, if folks have. You know, uh, a federally backed loan, an FHA loan. Yeah, they could have gone to to whoever was servicing that loan and say, "Hey, I can't afford to pay the mortgage," and mm -hmm. they'll just put a hold on it. 
right for up, i want to say up to six months hmm. right and then move it to the end of the loan so then hmm. they wouldn't have to worry about making those payments in the lump sum they could just hmm. move it to the back of the loan yeah. so they so if you're listening to this and you haven't taken advantage of that call your bank if they haven't gotten in, in contact with you and it's and it's an fha loan mm -hmm. then you need to get in contact with that with that loan service so you can take mm -hmm. advantage of it because we definitely have on on some of our properties too so uh do what's best for you and yeah. get to the paper yeah mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll add if you are not in the same financial position you should get out of that house before that six months is up mm -hmm. because a lot of people are they'll be scrambling at the end to try to save the house right and that's when their credit is going to get shot right because they're going to get behind on the payments because the banks can't wait forever right they're going to they're do what the government is requiring them to do mm -hmm. and then they're going to go back to business as usual exactly yeah so this is really a, a chance for you to to, to, to stop Mm -hmm. reset mm -hmm. and then make the best financial move for you so that you don't go completely go under because mm -hmm. you don't have to you can take advantage of it. if you're listening to this right now mm -hmm. please take care of your business don't sit there with your head in the sand thinking that it's just gonna go away because it's not because people right. did that over a decade ago yeah and it didn't end well right mm -hmm. yeah so um man I mean it's like, did you miss homecoming this year? Like, what school did you go to? Southern University, man. Man, how did it feel? Not to, did, you couldn't, you, there was no homecoming. How do you feel about that? Man, you know, it's our homecoming will usually be between this week and next weekend. You know, it, it's a different feeling. But, you know, yeah. for, for good reason. For good reason. Mm -hmm. Right, so, right. <laughs> man, and you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you complain about going back and it's like, man, they do the same thing every year. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. same people, same. Mm -hmm. But then the year you miss it, then, then you're like, dang. You know? <laughs> it's. I mean, it's yeah. something when something's yeah. taken away from you involuntarily. Right. Like mm -hmm. it was involuntarily taken. Like we. I mean, I like going back to uh, to homecoming and, and seeing all my friends catching up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's actually an opportunity if somebody is going through a hard time, and, but they came to homecoming and then they get around people that care about them. They they can reach out, give them some good information. You know. Uh. uh you know. Sometimes they just need to have their spirits lifted up, or maybe somebody who can can help them start their their plan for them to reset their lives. Like that's homecoming true. is is a chance to recharge. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. So I think it's really unfortunate. I, I hope that in 2021 that we all get to go to our respective homecomings and um and recharge and reset with all our family and friends. So uh, man, hopefully, bro, we we gotta have a solution for this. Right. Got to. Right. COVID by then. <laughs> Got to. Got to. So um, I I want to ask you. You know, I mean, people can go back to episode two, but mm -hmm. since you're listening to this episode, mm -hmm. um, what, how old were you? Where were you at when you got this real estate, like, bug, when you just knew that this is where you needed to take your life? I was, I was 23, 23. Uh, I just knew that I needed to get out of the corporate job and uh, just reading books. It, real estate just kept coming up over and 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 over. As okay. like the first generation wealth creation uh, vehicle that most people uh, use. So for me at that point, it's like I just got to figure it out. I got to figure out what I need to do. And um, luckily, I was able to connect with my, actually my line brother worked for Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses, mm -hmm. the biggest wholesale franchise in the world now mm -hmm. um and um he was able to connect me with a contractor there that became my mentor and uh we start, I started flipping houses in 2008 so just mm -hmm. never looked back from there right yeah right mm -hmm. hey it's, it's, it, i mean that's got that's got to be somebody's story Mm -hmm. yeah. Somebody out there, you've never bought your uh, property, you've never even considered flipping a home, but you're listening to this podcast right now, and mm -hmm. you this is Christopher Senegal, who mm -hmm. at one point he didn't have any property, but then he got a mentor, and then he plugged in, and he was reading and mm -hmm. listening to mm -hmm. podcast, whatever, mm -hmm. and then he started taking action on that. Is that you? Mm -hmm. The person listening right now, is that you? Yeah. And, and, and understand, like real estate is 
it's not static. Mm -hmm. The strategies are change as you mm -hmm. grow and mm -hmm. as you meet people that bring new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I, one that we want to discuss with you is crowdfunding. So mm -hmm. I was going to do, you know, the definition of the day. Oh, you mean Anton's definition of the day. <laughs> At its core, <laughs> crowdfunding means pulling money together from a group of investors to make an investment. Mm -hmm. In this sense, crowdfunding has existed in real estate for centuries. The major difference between collective real estate investing of the past and crowdfunding for real estate today is the ability to transact online and the unparalleled access to deal flow by using the internet as the new distribution platform. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that we've noticed with you. Mm -hmm. And we definitely invested with you when you came out mm -hmm. uh, with Buy the Block. Mm -hmm. Right. So really, really that, that's, that's our homecoming event. For everybody, we, you know, we've got our homecoming theme going on right now. By the block, like doing a, a crowdfund and supporting a, a neighborhood or a community. Mm -hmm. And if you really are against gentrification, this is an opportunity for you to be a part of gentrification because now you're investing and you benefit from it. Because if you invest in redeveloping your neighborhood or community you care about in a crowdfund like the one that you developed, mm -hmm. this is this is where you do it. This is how you can contribute. This is how you can take advantage of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about the neighborhood and and how you went about this well, first one. First, let me address what you what you just read about the crowdfunding. Okay. Even though it's been around for a long time, we haven't had access to that. Vehicle. Right. 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 The 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 terminology that other people use for it is called syndication. Right. Mm. So and you and before uh, the Jobs Act that Barack Obama implemented, you had to be an accredited investor to participate in a syndication or a crowdfund, which means you mm -hmm. had to have a net worth of a million dollars or you had to have an income of two hundred thousand dollars or more for the past two years. So that automatically excludes ninety nine percent of us from right. ever, ever being able to participate in that. But with the Jobs Act, they created this new tier of crowdfunding where anybody can invest up to ten thousand dollars. And um, and you can raise up to a million and seventy thousand dollars per year with the crowdfund. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been in existence for about about ten years now, eight mm -hmm. to ten years. But not a lot of people have figured out how to use it uh, strategically to benefit the community. And so that's kind of what the buy the block movement is really about. Mm -hmm. um, even though you know been buying contiguous blocks of properties in 2013 that term has now become trendy right and the platform that I use actually happened to be named by the block um, mm -hmm. but it, it's an actual it's actual uh, implementation of everything that that term was 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 put in place for you know for us to actually be able to go into the neighborhoods don't have to wait for Oprah don't have to wait for LeBron mm -hmm. we can collectively mm -hmm. pool our money right. and buy big parcels and and uh, inhabited parcels of land and property mm -hmm. and protect the community while we still make money you know it's not it's mm -hmm. not philanthropy you're not donating it's not a non-profit you can still make money mm -hmm. right we all collectively invest and we protect our neighbors at the same time right so mm -hmm. it, we so we saw it like you went on Instagram mm -hmm. and your different platforms and you posted for mm -hmm. people to come and invest in this fund mm -hmm. and so you know we probably be dragged our, 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 our feet a little for about a month before we finally invested <laughs> sorry about that bro but we finally did we, we bought our shares like we yeah, went ahead right. and we yeah, put right. down I don't know what, yeah. it was like $500 yeah. I think so yeah. it was like $500 mm -hmm. uh -huh. so we did our part because we want to see mm -hmm. him be successful mm -hmm. we want that's that's at the end of the day I want to see him being successful and at the same time too it was an investment, so we're going to reap a benefit right. at some point, right. and mm -hmm. I like that uh, also. Mm -hmm. So, did you reach your goal? Did you get to a million seventy thousand? Yeah, we maxed it out in July, so it took it put seven months. 
So hit, right. the, hit the million, seven. Oh, that was fast. Yeah. To me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who makes a million? Who raises a million? Raises a million dollars in seven months? Just, any of y'all? Okay. And just like you said, <laughs> just off of social media, not running any ads or anything, mm -hmm. just getting the message out and people resharing it and mm -hmm. people buying into the vision of what we're doing. So yeah, man, it's powerful. Powerful, powerful. So, um, so what's next? So I'm still in the phase of uh, renovating the property. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the project itself was a portfolio of 18 rental properties. Some of the tenants have been there 19, 20 years. Um, nobody's on Section 8 or housing assistance. Everybody's just hardworking people that, you know, are on fixed incomes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. you, got a, you got a few seniors that are on Social Security, but the rest of them all work jobs um, and just regular workforce. And so to be able to go in and say, hey, all this gentrification is happening around them. Uh, literally three quarters of a mile from this project site is 150 acre mixed use development coming online. First phase will be done in 2023 and it's class A everything. Hotels, mm -hmm. uh, uh, office buildings, uh, condos and apartments, restaurants, mm -hmm. everything. Despite COVID, they're still moving forward with that project. And that's going to raise the value of your development. Exactly. So everything that, uh, as gentrification always does, everything uh, appreciates tremendously, mm -hmm. you know, when it's in that vicinity of uh, projects like that mm -hmm. and so this is our opportunity to say let's not let's stop trying to fight it we can't fight it it's capitalism you can't stop capitalism mm -hmm. but what you can do is position yourself to have a controlling interest in it by owning real estate all around it and so so the 18 houses the first thing we did was we went in and we renovated them um, to a certain extent didn't want to over invest in them because the tenants were happy with the way it was mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure we got. I, mean, I wanted to make sure I got the best return for all the investors' money. Right. right. So it makes no sense to go in and completely renovate a unit to collect the same rent. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So you do what's needed, like what you call deferred maintenance, the thing that the previous owners didn't do that could rear its head, like you know fixing the bathroom, plumbing, the the, the rotten wood on the floors, the kitchen cabinets, all the stuff that after we bought it, it could have been repairs that could have caused injury or something in the mm -hmm. near future. Right. Fix all that stuff. Fix the roofs. Make sure there's no leaks. Um, go in and put screens in everybody's windows so the electricity bills go down. Uh, yeah, we saw a lot of this yeah, on your Instagram page. Yeah, yeah, did a did a lot of landscaping, uh, repaved the parking lot. Uh, it made made all of the, the residents feel like okay, we're comfortable that, that this this new owner isn't gonna price us out. He is he's here to really look out for us. Right. And so you think about it, you got some of the tenants been there 20 years. Right. Right. Imagine how much longer they're gonna stay now because they see a, a new owner that's reinvested in the property so mm -hmm. you, you just de-risk the the baseline revenue for the project tremendously because mm -hmm. the tenants aren't going nowhere right right so mm -hmm. then that, that, that allowed me the opportunity to focus on the commercial side okay. so it was two vacant commercial buildings on lions avenue which was the black wall street literally of fifth ward right right in uh, houston yeah it used, to, used to be black businesses all up and down the street mm -hmm. um, before desegregation uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of those businesses went away when we figured out we can go patronize other people's stuff. Right. Yeah. The downside of desegregation that we right. don't talk about a lot. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. But anyway, mm -hmm. so the history of these two buildings, one was built in 1920, one was built in 1925. Uh, one of them sat vacant for the past five years. The other one um, had three commercial spaces. One was a restaurant, old barbershop, and another little spot. That The other two had been vacant for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. So completely mm -hmm. renovating all of those, bringing those back online. One is mm -hmm. going to be like a short-term event space. Um, and it's going to generate about $5,000 a month. 40% um, of that revenue goes to everybody that's in the crowdfund. You mean us? Yes, everybody. Yeah! Give me some y'all. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, the residential rents, too. So the entire property, what I'm doing is I'm taking 40% of the net rent that's that's left after we pay all the bills and distributing, distributing that out to all the shareholders, mm -hmm. just like a dividend from a stock. 
Now it's not it's not you can get rich off of it, right. but it's like it's gonna be like two percent a two percent dividend, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you you on Nike stock, you get a one percent dividend, right? So you're making twice as so much. How you much make. of a dividend you get on a savings account? I don't even know. It's no, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Next to nothing. Five nothing. or something nothing. like that. You know, nothing. 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 Right. And it, and I, I, that's a great example because it's like you know with a savings account you you make hardly anything, and if the bank's value goes up, your savings don't go up. Right, you know, right. but uh, with, when you when you own shares of of real estate, as the the property's value goes up, your investment goes up too. Right. Look, look. The, on this next time around, we're not gonna wait around and be like, oh, let's go put five hundred. No, no. We're gonna whatever the max is. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the property values already went when I bought. I, I purchased it for one point two five million. Entire portfolio. It's mm -hmm. already worth one point nine, and I'm not even finished renovating it. That's, that's so it's gonna be worth wow. about it's gonna be worth about two point nice. five million by the time we get everything done, yeah. and then we're gonna ride the wave. And as the commercial rents increase, um, it'll be worth about three million. Mm -hmm. That's I mean that's just impressive, man. Mm -hmm. So let me it ask is. you this: Do you know of any other uh, people that are doing what you're doing? Like, is has, this seems like a blueprint or a model that can be replicated in mm -hmm. other cities? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. right just here in Texas, you, maybe Dallas or mm -hmm. in Chicago or mm -hmm. Detroit or Cleveland. Can we? Yeah. Can can people do what you did other other places? Definitely, definitely. I don't know if anybody doing it right now, but I've been tapped by a lot of people. Matter of fact, uh, Bronzeville, Chicago mm -hmm. um, is one. Mm -hmm. um, there's somebody that wants to do one uh, in Detroit. Um, I'm working on one in Baton Rouge. It's kind of going to take the same model, but it's going to be around the HBCU instead of. The, the neighborhood specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the model can definitely be duplicated. All, all I tell people is, if you want to do a crowdfund, you got to understand you're taking a little bit of money from a lot of investors. Right, right. And if you're doing that, you got to make sure it's a safe bet, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of other people, um, and I, I, I've even had conversations with um, with Jay Morrison with the way he did his fund. Mm -hmm. He raised the money, and um, but his projects were more long term, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, like the Black House, beautiful building, lots of lots of potential, but it wasn't generating revenue, and it's going to take time for it to generate revenue. Mm -hmm. And so you get mm -hmm. such with COVID. Yeah. So you got you got some investors that don't understand that long term picture. I'm sure he's and, getting a lot of flack. Yeah, yeah, he's getting a lot of pushback. But I mean, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. So for me, it's like I'm telling people, if you want to do this, find something that's already got cash flow. Mm -hmm. You know, something that something that. You know, you know, you can start setting aside money from day one so that you can pay your investors out on time, right? And then still have you know reinvest and and, and increase the value of the property in other ways. So yeah, mm -hmm. for me, I'm like you know, find something with cash flow, mm -hmm. find something near a uh, a a catalyst, something that's already being redeveloped in the community, right? Or something that's already a driver. You don't want to try to be the driver. You know, you just want to ride the wave or something else. Right. Like so if there's a university or right. if there's a, a, a bustling uh, mall area, strip mall yeah. area that's like new construction. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Or either, either, even if it's a lot of residential new construction that's going up, where, right. the, where the values are going up. Because the consumers are there. Yeah, because there's two ways you make money in investing in real estate. Of course, you got cash flow mm -hmm. and you got value appreciation. Right. 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 So if you want to do this the right way and you want to protect residents, you don't want to focus on cash flow. You focus on cash flow, that means you got to raise the rents. Right. That means mm -hmm. you're gonna displace people. Mm -hmm. But if you can invest in things that uh, already have decent cash flow, where you can still make a decent return, mm -hmm. and you ride that value appreciation wave, right. which mm -hmm. is only gonna happen if there's another catalyst in the area, then that's how you that's how you create the blueprint that works. Yeah. Now let me, let me ask you this. I'm curious. Um, because we're jumping into new construction. I mean, mm -hmm. people know us for renovating properties. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but we're jumping into new, new construction. Can we do this this crowdfund to do new construction? Like we, you know, purchase land and build? You definitely can. It'll just be short term. You know, like the the, the project that I'm doing is a seven-year hold, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you can definitely do it for short-term projects as well. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. in my mind, 
okay, let, let's just play a game. Mm -hmm. In my mind, we let's say we purchase a half acre of land mm -hmm. and we build a, a 20 unit apartment building on it. Mm -hmm. And we somehow were able to get that, that land subsidized and then we build new construction and then we put you know, one, two, and three bedroom apartments in there, a, mi mm -hmm. a mix of apartments. Mm -hmm. And then we're cash flowing on whatever, you know, financing that we get. Mm -hmm. And maybe the financing is low because what if that project, you know, was less than a million dollars or was right at the million dollar mark mm -hmm. to, to, to do that project. So Yeah, you definitely can. I mean, you could, you could take that the money you raise and use that as the equity to leverage into the loan. Right. So you raise a million, but you can go to the bank and get another three or four million dollar loan. Right, right. And and uh, leverage that to do the entire project, you know. Right. And then once it's done and it's renovated and you got it stabilized, the value may be seven or eight million. So you can refinance out, and uh, you know, pay it all back. Pay it all back. All the investors need to understand they yeah. won't get paid for either two years or three years. It's, or something it's, like yeah, that. it's got to be communicate. You just got to communicate to them and understand what type of deal it is and when they should expect returns. And I was big on not begging anybody. I was like, look, pay your bills first. Right. Only, yeah. only invest what you got left. Right. I know, you know, that. yeah, because yeah. I, I, I don't want anybody. And you gave them a time frame, like exactly. it's gonna take X amount of years. Exactly, and right. it's like, mm -hmm. I was like, I told them up front, I was like, look, I don't want, I don't want anybody coming to me next year and saying I need my money, you know, right? Because I'm, I'm promising very conservative returns. They may be better, but um, you know, we have, we have to be in this for the long haul. And anybody that was on the fence, I, I, I would prefer not to have you as an investor. I don't want to try to. It's not church. I'm not trying to convince you right. to, to put your last your last ten percent in. You know, right. for me, it's like let's let's make sure that everybody that's doing this has the bandwidth to do this comfortably and sleep well at night. Mm -hmm. That was a great analogy, man. <laughs> Definitely a great analogy. And so, and, and, and so for me, I mean, I, I look at the landscape, I look around the country, and, and, and that's why we do this podcast, so that we can get these stories and see what's going on all over the country, not just in Chicago, but here we are all the way in Houston seeing what you're doing. And I think to myself, either we can duplicate this and do it again in, in one shape or form, or someone listening. Is going to do it somewhere in this country and help our neighborhoods and our community. Man, I, I hope everybody does it. I mean, that's the whole reason why I'm, I'm being so transparent and so open with it. I mean, it's it's it would be selfish of me to try to keep the blueprint to myself. And there's no way I could do all this across the country, man. We're so far behind. We got to catch up. So yeah. the the goal is to stay on platforms like this, keep exposing the information, mm -hmm. let everybody see. You know, it's not that hard. It, once you, once you understand the little pieces to the puzzle, all the variables that we thought were impossible can can all come together and make a successful equation. You know, so. Man, yeah. I, I love to I love to hear it. So, um, man, I, what do you what do you see for yourself in 2021? I mean, mm -hmm. we last year you told us all this stuff that was going to happen. Yeah, give us something that if we brought you back 12 months from now, and we're at homecoming next year. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> what would we be talking about in 2021 in your man. world? You know, it's crazy, like, cause literally $5 million worth of active real estate projects going on right now <laughs> that weren't existent two years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But next year, I want to, I'll have completed the second phase of that townhouse development, um, getting ready to build eight more houses. It's a total of 14. Like mm -hmm. I said, we got the first five built mm -hmm. and, we, and we sold those. And um, so the next phase now is I'm trying to do more large-scale project so I'm working on a five and a five and a half acre site right now mm -hmm. uh, that would be a multi-family project okay um, right in the same neighborhood right on the other side of the freeway so um, I'm actually raising the capital right now to take down the land it's a huge acquisition it's like seven million dollars so nice. 
So working is that on that still now, considered a uh, fifth ward. It's definitely fifth ward. Of Houston, okay. Definitely fifth ward. Definitely fifth ward. Okay. So this project will be something on a much larger scale, um, kind of continuing the same narrative, the same story. Um, uh, we didn't touch on this really, but this, this it's a zero displacement model for the for the redevelopment too. So okay. um, everything I'm doing that's new construction has to be on a site that doesn't displace anybody. So we're not going knocking on anybody's doors asking them to sell their house, mm -hmm. right? We're only taking abandoned property, blighted property, uh, uh, drug infested property, and vacant, and just vacant nuisance, anything anything that's bad for the community. That's what you want to remove, mm -hmm. right? And that's where you want to do the new construction at, right? Right. Everything else you want to just buy the existing rental portfolios from landlords and leave the tenants in place. Exactly, mm -hmm. and and we're with that. Yeah, we are definitely yeah. with that. Yeah. So, um, man, I I mean, I'm just happy to hear this, and because your prediction was great, and it actually <laughs> came true a year ago, I yeah. believe in 2021, yeah. it's all gonna come to be, man. Hey, man, <laughs> we're gonna put all that energy out there. You know, what I mean, the uh, whether you worry or not about something, the, the outcome's gonna be the same. So for me, it's always about just putting the energy into right. into getting to a solution. No. and every I think every project I've done so far. People didn't think it was possible, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm used to that now. So, man, you were you you about showing and proving? Yeah, right. Yeah. Man, I, 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 I would be in so many intellectual conversations with these Ivy League degree black people in corporate America, mm -hmm. blacks. Oh, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they and, and they can articulate things so well and why it will not work. Mm -hmm. And I just realized I had to stop. I had to stop debating with them. I had to stop talking to them and just get to work. Just be by that action. Yeah, just That's be it. by that action. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, That's you it. know, before we close out. Um, is there any uh, charitable organizations or any charitable activities that's going on that you want would want people to know about? Um, you know, in Houston or I would say, yeah. My, um, so one of my good friends and mentors, uh, Rudy Rasmus, he's a pastor here. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, runs Bread of Life Church. Well, no, he has St. John Church, and his nonprofit is Bread of Life. Okay. Um, okay. And matter of fact, he's got a wonderful relationship with the Knowles family. They've they've done some. Um, you mean like Beyonce and them? Yeah. yeah he, he actually, <laughs> oh. Well, we are in Houston. Well, you know, he he facilitated the wedding, so he that's that's how they they, they grew oh. up in the church. Oh yeah, he tight. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, but yeah, so there he he's got a, a huge uh, impact in the community as far as like you know assisting with with homelessness mm -hmm. and uh, and and all the relief efforts for the hurricanes and everything mm -hmm. so if mm -hmm. anybody wants to donate any that, that's probably the number one nonprofit that I would recommend all day bread of yeah. life bread of life yeah yeah mm -hmm. bread of life in Houston mm -hmm. all right well man we appreciate you you know we always support we all we looking to see what's going to happen next year yeah. and um we, we just want to keep having these conversations with yeah, you yeah man you are our first homecoming alumni to come back right hey, <laughs> you know, to our podcast I man. love it I love it I love definitely it. uh want to see you again Probably a year from now. Yeah, uh, yeah. tell them where they can I, find I, you. I just want a cameo on one of these TV shows y'all gonna be. Ah, <laughs> hey, we, hey, you know I, what? I, I just, I just we might, we might actually be able to. Have, yeah, we're we sure. Yeah, hey, <laughs> y'all stay tuned for that. Hey, where can they find you? Um, you know, if they need to, you know, want to look up your projects or follow what you're doing. Uh, easiest way is just if you just I hate to say this, Google my name, Chris Senegal, or go to learnfromchris.com, mm -hmm. and that's gonna that's gonna link you to everything. My social media, uh, my 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 e-course platform that I have set up. Okay, everything okay. everything will be there. So, um, or you can you know look me up on social media. I'm pretty sure y'all have me tagged on something. Right. Uh, my Instagram yeah. handle is underscore investor. So yeah, just man, don't say I hate to say it. look. When we saw that we had like 3,000 entries on Google, we realized that's just who you are now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's making sure you you, uh, you mold your public perception, right? Mm -hmm. make, make people find what you want them to find out about you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. that it concludes this episode of Homecoming with the Downer Brothers. Please stay tuned for Anthony's After Set.
Welcome to Anthony's After Set. Well, we're finally back. COVID is still going on, protests are still going on, and actually, we have an election that is only a couple days away. But the message is still the same. You see the shirts, you see the slogan, you know our mantra. Dream, plan, execute. And now, repeat. Because when you have a dream, and you've actually set your plans in motion and you execute it and you accomplish that goal. It doesn't stop there, it doesn't end there. Now you have to repeat that process with what's next for your life. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 20 years old, you can be 70 years old. Life isn't over because you're still here. Continue dreaming, continue planning, continue finding ways to execute the things that you want for your life. Always repeat. If you have to reset, if you have to refresh, do what you have to do. But as long as you get back in the game. Thank you for coming in and listening to Homecoming with the Downer Brothers. Dream, plan, execute, repeat. Hey, do you think people know the process to buying a real estate property? I don't know, but if they do want to find out, they can check out our book. That's what I'm thinking because if they don't know what real estate professionals they need to use, or if they don't know the process, or even the language, mm -hmm. couldn't they find it in the book? I mean, we have all that and more. Every type of person that you need to be in contact with to do real estate investing is in this book. That's right. So please, go to Amazon and purchase our book. You can get it in a physical form, or you can get it on Kindle. Check it out now.